0: Welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast for episode number two hundred, cause for some reason we have the skill to not miss a week in two hundred weeks. That's kind of incredible. How you doing, Wonder? Oh, well, tired as usual, you know. That yeah, bro decides to have a fucking normal people job. Fucking normie. What a loser. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably more entertaining than me. He just doesn't try. He just goes to work digs around in holes all day plays with posts like, today i was fixing fence bro That's you great. work with water what what do you why are you fixing fence you're a well, water guy not because a fence guy we,
1: when we had our tunnel collapse or whatever a lot of t- a fence got wiped out and also we had to remove a lot of fence so we could get our scrapers and our big equipment you know up and down the canal and so Landowners were contacting us, wondering if we were going to replace their fence since we tore it out of there so that they could run their cattle. And so that's what I got to do since I have ample amount of experience doing fence. Exactly. Because I hate doing fence, especially barbed wire fence.
0: Bro doesn't like barbed wire fence.
1: Well, I can't tell you how many times I've probably should have went and got stitches after laying my hand and arm open or something like that from the stupid ass bench stretchers that are dangerous as hell
0: why didn't you go get stitches
1: because I just had super glue
0: that's really dumb saves me money but it probably doesn't can't wait for there to be some bigger problem but now workers comp won't pay for it because you were a fucking idiot and didn't report it and didn't do the correct thing that's, that's how life works. You get injured at work, but you don't report it. It You See, have to pay for it the in the issue. future.
1: That's, that's the issue. It wasn't while I was at... While I was working, but it was for a farmer with doesn't have workman's comp. No, if
0: you're still on the clock for work, getting paid for work, it is a at-work issue. That is how that works. Mm. When, not, when, not. when you're working at McDonald's and you're still on the clock but you're cooking a burger for yourself or for a coworker and you burn your hand off. That is still an at work issue. You are still at work actively doing work. You walk outside to take somebody. What do you mean when you work for a farmer?
1: You might as well be working for like yourself. If you're outside, just doing your own damn fence work and you hurt yourself. that's not. Are your
0: hours still counting towards your at work at your job? Were you still on the clock? Yeah, but and work gonna told the, you to be who's there. Who's going to pay it? The, the work farmer? your job, you fucking. They ain't going to pay shit. They're the ones who sent you there. This is all on them. I know you're. Oh my I know. god, you. No, I, I understand dead. that. I understand that,
1: but but they're not going to pay for it. You they're going to be like, oh, we'll just go use some super glue.
0: That's not how it works.
1: It's not like working for a corporation or McDonald's or Yes, it is. Those laws dirt. are
0: still laws, you dipshit. I don't care what you think you know. Laws are still law just because you're too stupid and would fall for all of that isn't my problem. That's that's entirely a you issue and it's tough and I hate I hate it. Dolphins scored a touchdown. We're not watching that game. I just looked at the scores. Because well, Wonder decided that's... to watch the game between two bad teams instead of the game with a good team and a bad team.
1: Because I already know the outcome of the good team and the bad team.
0: That's not true. We've seen the Titans beat the Dolphins like every year ever. Mike Vrabel owns Miami. <laughs> I don't think they own this year. <laughs> we don't know. It's only 7 nothing. That's comebackable. It's true. It's true. And we also know the outcome of Packers Giants. The Packers are gonna win this game. Uh-huh. AJ Dillon, you gotta gain yards when you get the ball, damn it. I sorry, I'm fighting for my playoff life enough in, in my run the North League. Uh-huh. And I need <laughs> mostly I just need AJ Dillon to outscore the Dolphins kicker but running for negative yards will not outscore the Dolphins' kicker. Yeah, no. Like, just give me a touchdown, you know? Just just a quick, you know, quick tutter. Um, so, real quick, the the plan for this week is interesting. This episode's going to be, like, kind of depressing. And so if you're, like, not in a place where you can handle some depressing shit, I recommend you wait on this episode and come back later or just don't watch it. It is mm. what it is. I've so I've noticed this thing on the Internet where like so it's it's the thing around the world. It's the stigma that men aren't allowed to talk about feelings about things, whether with other men to anyone. And you should never show the world that. And I call bullshit. And I mm. think wonder does, too. I don't know. He's here, yeah. and I told him the plan for this episode a long time ago. He could have not been here, uh, right? Right. <laughs> so it's not my fault he forgot leading into today. That's a whole separate issue, but yeah. <laughs> but he hey, knew. I didn't
1: forget about the podcast.
0: No, so that's the and b- he knew pre this. He could have told me like I'm not comfortable doing that. Whatever. That mm. wasn't the plan. It was just like okay, cool, whatever. Um, but like so, it's this thing of I don't know. I get talking about certain things on the internet is always a bad idea. There are Mm -hmm. definitely certain things that have happened in my life that I'm still not going to bring up. Like it just, it doesn't, it's not constructive for me or for anybody else. But I think personally, us talking about the shit in our lives that Has been bad, has been whatever. Um, While maybe we don't, you know, we're not going to find answers by just talking to each other about stuff we probably mostly already knew.
1: Mm -hmm. It's,
0: I don't know, making the idea of talking about things less scary to maybe the people listening. Maybe they talk to their friends now instead of keeping things bottled in, or maybe they go seek out a therapist. I've tried that. So it's really hard to seek out a therapist right. though when you live in such a tiny fucking town. <laughs> Cuz I have a problem talking to a therapist that is friends with my sister. True. That I know. True. I I I know there are laws around what you're allowed to say to people and what Trust me, it doesn't matter. People talk to, everybody talks and it, it is what it is and whatever. But that just makes it really hard to go see an actual therapist, so you kind of figure it out, you know? We all have our coping mechanisms. I don't know what they are, but I have no clue where to actually start this episode. I'm continuing to just ramble about how I hope that, I don't know, doing this episode this way helps somebody somewhere. And I hope this episode is not somebody's 13th reason. That is probably not the last joke like that I will make. I am sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I I have shamed wonder. I have brought shame to my family and my cow. Ugh. I hate it here. <laughs> that good, <laughs> huh? Oh god. Oh. <laughs> Why are Dude, you that's not even the worst one like that I made. I was talking to jedi the other night and he was like geek you're my 14th reason so i was like oh you already tried once and you're on to a new count let me know when you're at 25 we'll try again (laughs) (laughs) dude dude that's how i cope with everything and you know it i just make jokes (laughs) i feel uncomfortable i make a joke I feel sad, I make a joke I'm angry, I make a joke I make jokes, that's how I cope someone dies, he makes a joke I do, it's a problem (laughs) It really offends people who don't know me Right Sometimes it offends the ones that do know me But it's like, dude, what am I Like I don't know how to react here So, I don't know Let's jump into some of the fun things about life, right So, Mm -hmm. 2008 when my brother had his accident, got shot in the head, right? He's in the hospital. The first words I say to him when I get to the hospital is I'm, like, putting on this voice from a show and, like, telling him not to go into the light, right? Well, nobody knows if he's going to live through this experience. Rena got so fucking pissed at me over that. Cause in the moment, you know, her kid's laying on the bed dying, and I'm there like, don't go into the light, dumbass. Cause to me, that's how I'm coping with the issue. I'm cracking dumbass jokes. She knows that's (laughs) what I do. She still did not like it. That's I mean, I don't blame her. Oh, I don't either. Like, Like, I get it. When my uncle How are
1: you supposed to be serious in a serious situation and somebody's cracking jokes?
0: Well, that's me. I serious situations can't exist with me. I can't. It's it's a stressful situation. <laughs> I don't yeah. sense no stress. I'm stressed. You should be. Oh God, yeah. So that's who'd you need to score a touchdown? Reed? No, AJ Dillon. Uh, Reed hey. is a problem for other reasons. But not in – so Kevin's Fantasy League that is run at the place he works that's for money, but it also doesn't matter because he's basically guaranteed a playoff spot, so it's cool. Right. So, But it's also like I'd rather him win than have an easier time first round because, you know, it's that thing. If he wins, I'm getting the money because I built the team, so, like, I need him to to, – you know, it helps me if he does good right right i remember <laughs> how Maddie was because his team sucked in the beginning because i spent like a fourth round pick on jonathan taylor mm-hmm. and he's like yeah my team just can't score as many points as anybody else so like, yeah because your best player doesn't play yet chill out <laughs> and then jonathan taylor came back and they won like every game and now they're a guaranteed playoff team i was like it worked now i just need jonathan taylor to be healthy again yeah no shit that'd be big Um, I need him too. Yeah, ridiculous. Anyway, back
1: to back (laughs) to depressing stuff.
0: Sorry. Yeah, we're gonna get sidetracked a lot. We are both ADHD, ADD, Mm -hmm. dumbass deficient. I don't know. We're we're both here. Um, so like I said, I really don't know where to where to start with this. I don't know how to have deep conversation. Normally, this happens because one of us is dealing with some shit and the other one of us just notices something off. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure something's been off with me for like a month, but whatever. I'm just off lately. It's kind of what led to this being the episode for the podcast is just everything in my head has been bad. I was like, fuck it, we'll just do a whole podcast episode. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be the only one talking. So I want you to say some things now. I talked about how I joked about my brother almost dying. Your turn. <laughs>
1: well, where 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 do I start? Uh, do, do I talk about dead people or uh,
0: you, you have an issue with I dead mean, people too?
1: Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I started off my life from like one of my earliest from, like memories. Um, yeah. my brother and I we had really 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 good friends. We we had uh, neighbors, and who also had a couple of boys and they were all in my brother's class and they were older. I was pretty young at the time. And this is like a brotherhood. Like we, you know, we did everything together. We worked together. We hunted together. We fished together. We got in trouble together. Everything, you know, like just a brotherhood is what it was. And um, we I can't remember what exactly caused issues to you know lead someone to go down this road but um everybody says it's over a girl which probably not I think I think it's it's probably not true over you know that's what everybody says but you know I I know my brother knows something he just won't tell me you know but yeah anyway um I remember I'm only like, granted, like I'm like five years old, baby, at this time. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember this day, this whole day for whatever reason, you know, you know, and I just remember getting up. It was a beautiful morning, um, warm out. Uh, I can't remember if it was July. I don't remember what time of the month it was. I know it was summertime. Because everything was green, there was leaves and in, in the trees it was and stuff probably like June. that. It was, I yeah probably June because come so off I spring keep
0: up. everything green before summer right. burns everything.
1: Yeah, so I remember that my brother was he was tasked with babysitting me at all times because my both my parents worked really hard and long mm-hmm. hours and you know were never home. So my brother got tasked with you know babysitting me at all times, and um, I remember him. He was on the phone with our friend, and I remember him saying, "Well, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll we, we'll meet up and blah 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 and stuff like that." And a little time went by, and we—I remember walking out of the front door. We had this old screen door. Walk out of the front door, and I could smell the the evergreen, you know, in the early, you know, and I'm guessing it probably was June because the ever evergreens really smell that time of year around here. And so I remember that smell, and I remember the smell of my brother's Nissan, because you, you remember those, like, old um, tree yeah. scenty things yeah. that has, like, it, it, it's like the pine smell or whatever, but it doesn't smell like pine at all. Yeah. It just has a smell, you know? And uh, so I remember that, and I remember we headed over to our friend's house to meet up with him like we had planned. And I remember we showed up, and there wasn't anybody around, and our friend's car was gone. And I remember he drove this uh, maroon, like uh, sunburnt maroon. I want to say like an old Pontiac, or something like that. Yeah. In his car, yeah. And it was a it was a four door car, and um, uh, and I remember that was gone. And my brother was like, I remember my brother going, man, well that's weird, you know. He's kind of like. We're supposed to meet up, and he's not here. Right, and his dad, who was not, you know, you know, not not the best father in the world. Let's just say, um, that's putting it lightly. Um, was there, and I remember my brother asking him, "Well, you know, where's our friend at?" And blah blah blah. And the dad was like, "Well, I, I thought he was headed to." meet up with you guys. And, uh, my brother goes, no, we were supposed to meet here. And he goes, well, what, what was he doing? And he goes, well, he was loading up, a a rope in the back of his, in his into his trunk and, uh, you know, headed off. So I just thought he was head, you know, you guys were going to go make a rope swing or something, or, you know, as they've done before, Yeah, you know, they, they do that stuff, you know? Well, so my brother's like, well, that's weird. You know, and we didn't much, we don't think much of it. You know, Sure. my brother's like, well, I wonder if he went down to, cause they had this one spot that they partied all the time, you know, it's where they could go to get, you know, young kids could go and drink and not get in trouble by the law, you know, like that. And it, and it was just like, it was also next to the, you know, right by the river. So you could fish and have a campfire and stuff like that. And, uh, we all called it high banks. Mm-hmm. And, um, so my brother's like, well, I wonder if he's at high Banks. so we, you know we didn't think much of it so we just kind of cruised along and high banks isn't really that far from where you know our friend lived and um we cruised along and there's this two-track road that you turn off of and you kind of go down this hill and i remember you know i was small enough i couldn't see over the dashboard of the nissan and i remember the windows were down you know and i remember i could you know i could grab a hold of the window and like you know pick my head up and over and, and I could see out the passenger window and I could barely do that that's how small I was and um uh I remember we pulled down and, and it's real tall like long wheat looking grass on each side and then you get into some cottonwoods and it's there's a bunch of dead cottonwoods and then there's some live ones and there's cotton was this really thick and you kind of you can they kind of go like this over the road and stuff and you drive underneath of them and um, I just, I remember you know being up you know looking up over the dashboard and I could see our friend's car was there and um all I, I specifically remember all the doors were open. every single door on the car was open. And he had, like, a stereo system or something like that on the car. And it was blaring a song over and over and over. You know, it I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, like, knocking on Heaven's door or something like that. It had something some significance with Heaven. Mm-hmm. And I remember that the trunk was open also. And I remember my, my brother pulled up, and he parked kind of offset from the car. So the car was like this and we parked like this and we were sitting there and I remember my brother was fumbling with something in his lap, you know, I don't know what he was doing exactly or whatever. I remember he kind of stopped and he looked up at the car and, and then he kind of went back down doing whatever he was doing. And then I remember him looking up and then like he looked down and looked up again real fast. And then he just started to panic and I was, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I was young and I didn't know what what his deal was. And then I remember, you know, kind of looking, I could see the direction he was looking and it was kind of off to the right side of us. And I remember looking to my right and grabbing the window seal and I pulled my head up and over and there was our friend. He was, you know, there was a tree that went kind of like this and he'd obviously climbed up the, the tree and made a noose and hung himself. And you could obviously tell that he broke his neck on, because he jumped off the top and Mm -hmm. you can obviously tell that it broke his neck, you know, Mm -hmm. and he was still swinging. Like there was no wind either. Like he had just, we had just, missed him, you know, because he was still moving with the momentum, you know, and I remember eventually he kind of, I watched him come to, you know, after a while, he kind of slowly came to a stop and was just sitting there, and um, I, I remember, like, I was panicking and crying just like my brother was, but I was so young, I was confused and didn't know what was going on. Uh, I knew that my friend was dead. I knew that. But I was so young. I, in my mind, I thought it was like a big snake or something. Right. You know, was, had got him or something like that. So I was freaking out. And um, I, re- I specifically remember. Um, it was like time just went. It was probably 45 minutes before the sheriff showed up. And, you know, there was an ambulance showed up. And I specifically remember this sheriff. Um, I don't know whose what his name was, but I specifically remember, you know, because I was unbuckled at this time, so I'm standing on the seat, and I remember looking out the back window, and I watched this guy. He was a real heavy set sheriff. Yeah, you know, he kind of walked. He was kind of you know being careful and walking down the hill. Yeah, and he walked. I remember he walked past the truck, and he looked over at us. And then he stopped for a second, and then he kept walking. And I remember he walked up to our friend, and he grabbed our friend by the back of the shoe. I remember he twisted him and then turned him back to where the the face was faced away from us. And then I remember him turning around, and he, like, shook his, you know, he was, like, nodding. And then I remember um, hearing, like, a commotion behind us, and our friend's mother had showed up. And she was distraught, and I can remember hear, hear her saying, you know, where's my baby? Where's my baby? Where's he at? Where's he at? And then I see that, and I remember her, like, looking over, and she's seen him, and then she, you know, she collapsed to the ground and fainted right there. She, you know, yeah, hyperventilated, and then they had to put her on oxygen, and, and uh, so then I remember, at, you know, the sheriff took the statement from my brother, and he he told us to, you know, go find family or go, you know, go somewhere else so they can conduct an investigation and blah, blah, blah. So I remember we went to our gas station, our local gas station at the time. And it was still actually a gas station. Um, And I remember (laughs) pulling up there and I had, it was my, um, a baby, my babysitter. And, uh, I remember she just happened to, Randomly be there at that time when we pulled up to the gas station because my brother didn't know what to do. He was, you know, he was he just didn't know what to do. And um, right. I remember he pulled me out of the truck and he asked my babysitter to. He's like, and I hated this babysitter with a passion. I don't know why she was never. She was nice, but I just I was scared of her. She was scary looking to me, you know, sure. older lady. And uh, I just remember him can you, can you take Colton? You know, this is what's going on. Can you, can you watch him for a little bit until we get things figured out? And, you know, my brother was really emotional, you know, he just lost one of his best friends. He just lost a brother, you know, and um, the very traumatic experience for the both of us. Right. And um, so, you know, she was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I can take him on. So she, I remember the only reason I liked being at her house is because she had popsicles. So that was the only time when I went to, when I went over to her house, the only thing I liked about her house, is she had popsicle. And, um, she had popsicles. so we, we went, we went back to her place and I just kind of remember walking through her front door and I went and sat on the couch and I just sat there, which is abnormal for me. Cause I'm usually like a psychopath running all over the damn place, yeah. you know? And, um, I had a lot of energy. And I just remember sitting on the couch and just sitting there and staring. And she had like one of those old ass, like antenna TVs. Yeah. Like, you know, old lady had, you know, and this back in like 2002 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so I remember sitting on the couch and the TV wasn't even on. I was just staring at the TV and the TV was off. You know, it was just, I was just sitting there staring at it. And then I remember. Uh, my babysitter being like, Well, do you want a popsicle? You know, will that make you feel better? And I remember, I remember saying yes. And then I walked with her to the kitchen and she gave me a popsicle and I sat at her kitchen table. And I just remember, like, I didn't even eat any of the popsicle. I just sat there and just like had the popsicle in my hand and was just, you know, I was just staring. You know, the only image I could see was the snake, you right. know, who had killed my brother you know my best friend you know yeah and and so yeah that was that was a lot that that that's my earliest memories is that like that's some of my earliest memories you know some of the first things I remember in life is that and uh so I you know consistently think about it all the time and I know my brother was never the same since then you know and I think that's kind of Part of the reasons he went down some of the paths that he did, you know, probably not very good paths, but right. he's doing good now. But, you know, he went down some dark, dark, he went through some dark times, you know, and um, it was really bad for our other friend who was actual brothers with, with you know, and uh, so it was, it was a, I mean, it was, Pretty bad. It was was basically all I thought about for, you know, two or three years, you know, before you start finally getting to where you think about other things in life is getting, you know, hurried up to where you don't think about things, you know, but even to this day, it's like, I remember it like it was yesterday, you know, I can remember every detail, every smell, I can remember, you know, everything about it. I can remember that cop's face. I can remember the 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 total distress on his on his mother right. you know i can i can remember everything and that's and that's that's what's crazy to me you know because there's there's other things in life you would think you would remember but that's the only thing you can remember with such detail
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's a traumatic experience you know yeah and um it it's it really sucks because you know our friend he was the, the nicest guy ever you know and he i mean he wasn't i, I don't want to say he was not all there but he definitely had some issues you know and, and he had strong emotion so if he cared for you i mean that guy would he would literally jump in front of a train and for you to save you. That's that's how right. that's how this guy was, you know. And and it just it really sucks that you know people don't realize the, the impact that they're they're leaving behind. You know, yeah, sure, you might be, you know, whatever you were going through, you know, you're not suffering from that anymore. But the amount of suffrage that you leave behind you, I I in my mind cannot fat you know, I can't fathom doing something like that and, and and causing so much more despair. You know, so... I would rather suffer myself than cause others suffer. And I get I you know, I, I, I understand, you know, things can get bad for people, but
0: it, me personally there's so much I more cannot, to it than it getting bad. I, Yeah,
1: but me, and I'm just saying, that's me, that's a me thing. Personally, I cannot, I couldn't stand, you know, hurting someone else more than I hurt. You know, I would rather hurt myself, you know, and endure than to hurt others around me, uh, you know.
0: So here's, let me go back to like something that you started out with before I get into this deeper part of it. Mm-hmm. it 100% was not just over a girl. It's never over just one thing, I promise you mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Now, could that have been a big factor? Sure. But it definitely I, wasn't I know just it was, that. I um, was.
1: Because he had a girl that he really liked, and she uh, she broke up with him, basically.
0: Yeah. Um, And
1: I, I guarantee you that didn't help, but there's, there's a, I know there's a specific reason as to why that, that what, there was a specific reason that just pushed him over. Sure. And I don't know what it was, but I know, I know my brother knows what it is and I know it eats at him, but I know he will never tell me because I think if he, I feel like he feels like, if he tells me, then it'll lead at me too, you know. Even though I was young and had nothing to do with it, right? But it, 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 that's not how people work. That's how. That's not how humans work. And I think my brother understands right. that, so he he will probably take that to his grave. You'd rather
0: you just wonder why than know why,
1: yeah, and actually know why, you know. And and I know, I know he has some kind of guilt. He shares a tremendous amount of guilt about it. You know, because I, I think he feels like, you know, if, if he would have just, you know, maybe thought, you know, taken things a little more seriously yeah or, you know, it's I, I think he just thought he would never have to think about that. He thought, you know, they could always work through things and, and this would never be a thing. You know, this would never be a problem. And, you know, it, and since it happened, he feels like I think he shares some of the blame, even though I don't think. You know, there's nothing that he did wrong, or maybe nothing he could have done. You know, when people right. make up their minds, people make up their minds. You know, what what you know, there's not much other people can do. But but that's not how humans work. Humans humans like to try to share the blame or try to feel like they could have changed things. You know, and yeah, so I don't know. It's it's just a shitty situation and it for sure. And I've uh, I've had to deal with it more than once <sighs> with family members and you know and, and and a lot of people deal with it. And it's and it's it's shitty that this wor- world is bad enough to drive people to that point. And it's and it's some of its people, you know, the amount of judgment that people pass, you know, and the amount of family situations and, and the amount of not having parents these days, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, we're having, we have a tough society nowadays, you know?
0: So that's the thing. So the, the view, I've seen this on Twitter a lot. The suicide is the most selfish thing you can do if that's your view of it you've never been there and that's probably a good thing i don't i don't wish for people to have been there but when you're that far you no longer view the world that you do right now you don't view this if i am gone it'll hurt people you view it as a relief to the world if you're not there anymore. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You genuinely believe that everyone's life gets better if you're not there. And speaking from experience, that's a really tough place to get out of. And at least so far, I don't know if you ever fully get away from that. You have to be pushed so far. And it's not just, you know, people are mean. It's not just the the girl I liked didn't like me back. It it truly does become like an... There's a thing. If you take a CT scan of... Somebody with, like, severe depression's brain and somebody else's brain, they, they don't look the same. It actually genuinely affects your body on a physical level not just a in your head thoughts level and um you getting pushed there it becomes more of a what your brain convinces you is real it's no longer mm-hmm. about what is real and it does right. become you know you don't think of how much suffering it'll cause because all that you see and all that you can see, it's not like a you're not trying to think about others hard enough because the whole point is you're doing it because you're thinking about others. At least that's how your brain is telling you that it is. Right, right. So there will always be guilt of the people around you because maybe we could have listened and helped more maybe we could have got him out of a situation when in reality it's there's so many extra levels to it right that if you get pushed truly to that point there's not really anything anybody can do to truly stop it
1: right well and
0: you're gonna at least try which can go good or bad
1: Right. It's not that you can't get out of it, you know, and there's not ways to get out of it. It's just, it is extremely difficult and yeah, and people need to realize that, you know. It's not a selfish thing. If I've just had
0: enough, that's really not it.
1: Right. Well, and, and people who say that, you know, I don't blame them for saying it, but it is obviously people who don't, have never been there and they don't understand. They just, it's too hard for people to wrap their minds around, the complexity of a human brain you know
0: well it's and and we live in an area of the world and in a society where we live in a society um we're having mental health issues while it's starting to be taken seriously there are still so many people who don't believe it as a thing i have family members who don't you know get over it move on it's not that bad Or the whole, well, what you're going through is not that bad. This kid over here has this. It's like, that doesn't matter.
1: Right. And
0: Yeah, somebody else always has it worse. That is how life works. That does not help.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, and the thing about it is um, I I never liked the idea of people just saying, you know, depression isn't real. Just get over it and be happy. You know, just be happy. It's like, that's not how it works. Oh, literally there's, you know, there's chemists, there's hormones and, and things in your brain that, that literally make, make it so that you can't be happy, you know, you might have a, you might have a lack of dopamine in your brain that, you know, know, that happy, you know, (laughs) the happy stuff that makes you happy. And, you know, some people don't have that, you know. And, and there's, I, I will say there's probably some medications out there that can help, but that's not necessarily. Everybody, everybody is different and, 100%. and, and everybody has a complex, you know, brain and a, a specific issue or maybe a gaggle fuck of issues.
0: Yeah. So I think you might remember a few years ago, I was put on, I couldn't tell you what the med was. I was only on it for 2 months. But mm-hmm. like there's also this thing of the the way these antidepressants, anti-anxiety stuff work most of the time is they're a suppressant. They suppress things. Mm-hmm. For me and, and this this right, and for me this wasn't like a I'm not saying this is a side effect that happens to everybody cuz I know a lot of people have had great success using Antidepressants, and I think talking to doctors and therapists about things and trying to find ways to fix it is a good thing. Every single medication for it I've tried blocks out, like, it feels like my brain is cloudy, and mm-hmm. I couldn't come up with ideas, and I was no longer creative, and I couldn't joke, and it's like, yeah, well, it not, may have helped yeah. with the issue, but it also took away the things that make me me.
1: Right. Well, it also took away enjoyment too. Like you are just like on autopilot. Kinda, basically.
0: yeah.
1: You're you're basically you're not sad, you're not depressed. But, but
0: you're, you're also, also not, not happy. happy. yeah
1: Nope. And 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 my thing and, and that's my thing, you have to find something in life that really genuinely brings you enjoyment. You know? Yeah. Be- because the only thing that I think supersedes depression and, and sadness is overwhelming happiness. And so that's that's why I, I always tell people who are having a hard time, and I've had a lot of talks with different people, I just tell them, well, what do you genuinely enjoy doing? What makes you happy? What can you do throughout your day that would genuinely make you forget about life, make you forget about, you know the sadness and the, and the bad things that have happened to you throughout your life. You know, because you know, the majority of everybody has something that they just love to do. You know, a hobby. You know, and and I I I don't care what situation you are in, you you have to focus on yourself. You know, before you focus on anyone else, you know, because that's where you start doing harm to other people. Is if if. You don't stop and take time for yourself to help yourself to heal yourself, then then you're not going to be able to help other people. And, and you
0: know me; I'm putting so everybody positive. else above me all the time. That's what I do. Yeah,
1: it, but but <laughs> does, it, does it drag you down? Does constantly it, I mean, not exactly? It's, it's you feel like you have a lot of pressure and weight on your shoulders. Yep. To do good for other people, and 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 I've seen you do it where you've been like, okay, you know, got, Hey guys, my head's not there. I'm, I'm going to take, yeah, take a break for day. a little while. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just do me for a little while and not, not try not to yeah. work and, and, you know, do anything that regards stream. I'm just going to, I'm going to lay in bed all day and watch TikTok. That's That's, yep. you know, I've seen you do that. And I think that's a good thing. Yep. You know, sometimes you got to just reset. Too, yeah. Yeah, exactly it's like hitting the reset button you know i i even do it too and i'm not that bad you know right you know yeah i have depression i have sadness you know but i am not nearly depression and sadness bad.
0: also aren't exactly the same thing right but to, to I'm, me I'm,
1: that's why i categorized them as something right. as I, that's, fair. that's fair
0: that's fair because there is a difference so i get into this argument a lot i'm so sorry I get into this argument a lot with people who live around us because, you know, mental health is still viewed as one thing. And it's like, we'll just stop being sad. It's like, it's not always just that. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's not that you're sad. It's not that you're even unhappy. It's like, it's, it's an empty feeling almost.
1: Right. For some people, it's an empty feeling. And in others, it's like a feeling of, being engulfed, like, like right. you're in quicksand and, and everything's, just everything's closing, closing. And around you yeah. and you can't escape it, you know, yeah. it's like you're claustrophobic and, and I, and, and this is what blows my mind. So there's 12 employees at my job and seven of them are on, well, we joke around, we call them crazy pills, which are antidepressants, yeah. you know, we call them crazy pills at work just because we joke, you know, sure, but seven of us out of 12 are on antidepressants. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. You know, that, that tells me that as a society, we need to start working on changes, you know? Yeah. There's, there's, you know, that is way too high. That's over 50%. Yeah. Of the people at work. And that's just my company, you know? And, and, I think how, the amount of people that are on antisuppressants these days is just crazy you know I think it's
0: just re- there's so many layers to it. it we live in a time where we are more connected to every other human than we've ever been in history but we are also less connected to every other human than we've ever been in history think about the right. amount of times when me and you go out and get dinner And you look Mm -hmm. around and people, even us sometimes, but the majority of the time, if we're out and about, we're just bullshitting with each other. But the amount of Mm -hmm. people who are just on their phones and not talking to the people next to them.
1: Right. Right.
0: Right. You know, there's a lack of connection everywhere, Mm -hmm. even though we're all more connected than we could have ever dreamed of. There's a lack of genuine human connection. That's, that's a big part of it. There's a, Mm -hmm. The stigma around seeking help, because I think just being in therapy, having either a a therapist to talk to or friends that you can actually just sit here and have a real conversation with without the fear of being judged for the fact that, you know, whatever, like (laughs) this is going out to the Internet and I'm sure I'll get shit somewhere for, you know literally admitting to being suicidal at one point in my life, whatever, that's what life was. But like some people can't have that conversation with their friends from fear of it getting worse and being judged and everything getting worse by having that conversation. Right. And I think that even stems back to it's, it's the stigma around mental health being, I don't know the idea of being crazy. You're not crazy for having feelings. (laughs) or suffering from depression. Depression is not something that just happens. It's normally caused by something and then when it goes truly untreated for long enough, it'll just never go away. Right? It'll always live there.
1: And 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 here's a weird like a fun fact. Um people who are extremely intelligent almost are always de- you know depressed. And I find that intriguing, you know.
0: I find it just awful.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's because people who are a lot more intelligent understand that life is not bueno. You know, they 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 understand that you know this is how things should be, and it's not. And so this is you know it degree it degrades you.
0: And it becomes this you thing. Know, I. I where you see how easy it would be for everything to be fixed. Mm -hmm. But there's some level of, I don't know. Like
1: a roadblock.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's that aren't even like that shouldn't be roadblocks, but they just are always. And that's sucks. It's the worst. But
1: because I mean, even Albert Einstein, I think was mm-hmm. he I suffered from depression. That. He was he he suffered from depression, and that was because he he was so intelligent that nobody could think on his level that he felt like he was alone. Like, yeah, he was he was next level intelligent that you know it almost drove him mad. Because like, it got people better towards
0: the end cause... of his life when, weirdly enough, like he spent more time with like Robert Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. He, he, he had... seeked
1: people who could think on his level. Yeah. Which, and it also, I also found it funny that he, uh, is, you know, being a brilliant person, was refused at, uh, to teach at a university. Yeah. Um, explain that one to me. That's kind of funny.
0: You can't they, explain they nothing to down. nobody.
1: This oh. <laughs> is the most intelligent being. To be
0: fair, intelligence doesn't mean you can be a good teacher.
1: That's true. But, I mean, if he, I mean, he literally came up with these theories and stuff, but who who better to teach them than the person who built them, you know? Even if it's teaching other teachers, you know, other people who teach, like, hey, this is my theory, this is my, you know, equation, this is how you do it you know, go and teach the world how to do it properly as I have taught you how to do it. You know? Yeah.
0: But it's... Dude, I I wish there was a simple way to fix everything, but it... Nothing will ever be simple, and at this point, mm-hmm. I feel like nothing will ever be fixed. Which is just right. the worst. Because right. everything's so broken on, like... This isn't, like, the roof caved in of your house and you can repair from there. No, Mm -hmm. it's... The foundation was shitty. We -hmm. have to destroy it all. And I don't think that'll ever actually be a thing that is allowed to happen. I don't think it ever gets better. Yeah. So, that's fun.
1: Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know, that just, that just brings me back to we have to find ways to survive as we mm-hmm. always have, you know? Yep. I mean, depression and, and you know, depression's no new thing. It's been <sighs> around for a long time. It's I will say it's worse now than
0: ever. So I don't you know? think it actually is. Not genu- genuinely. I think the reason it seems worse now is partially because, like, it's the internet exists, we're allowed to acknowledge it now. Mm-hmm. While not everybody will, more people acknowledge it now than in any other point in human history. And the number's right. always going to be I bigger. There's constantly more people. Step, Absolutely. You know? I think acknowledging it and trying to work on it is huge. Right.
1: But yeah, and I think technology is like a good, both a good thing and a bad thing when it comes to depression. Yeah. You know, like you said. It's causing us to distance ourselves physically, you know with that human connection, but it's also connecting us and allowing us to express our feelings more you know with a broad group of people and it, it's allowing us to connect better with other people, but you're still you're still lacking that human to human interaction, you know so I it, technology is great and I, and i love technology and i and i think technology is our ticket to you know making the world a better place but it also can be our damnation you know right i i think it could destroy us just as easily as it could be our saving grace
0: yeah i think going back though my i don't have many experiences with death definitely not in the way you do Mm -hmm. I I definitely haven't had family members or anybody I was close with you know commit weirdly I it feels like it was probably supposed to be me that was the person who did that I just didn't Mm -hmm. Uh, so I guess that's good Um, but like so I didn't really experience death truly like knowing what I know people died right people always die that's how it works but Mm -hmm. I think there's a level of there's levels of death and how it impacts you people you don't know and don't really care about dying yeah it's sad that they died but that doesn't impact you like it doesn't make you feel differently Um, because this was a thing I've been struggling with for like a year so last year in September I took that (laughs) Almost month off streaming Before going Mm -hmm. to TwitchCon And then going to Eros And all of that Um, Because in that September My grandmother passed away Mm -hmm. And I don't think I ever Actually told the internet that's what happened I was just like family stuff I'm out For a bit whatever Mm -hmm. Um, That was the first Person in my life that was like somebody I genuinely cared about who Passed And that has fucked me up for over a year I don't have the same relationship with death that I had before then. You know me. I used to be the guy who didn't fucking care. Like, whatever. Mm -hmm. You die, it all goes black. Who cares? Now it's, like, a question that's constantly eating at me. Like, I truly, for over a year, I've been going through, like, an actual existential crisis. Like, you look up what that means, that is it. Like, a constant... Dread of this thing that you know you can't ever stop. You're going to die at some yeah. point. Yeah. At this point, weirdly, I'd like to prolong it as long as I could, which that's a weird thing for me to say, knowing who I am. Right. But it's like.
1: The feeling of the unknown is starting to get to you now. The
0: unknown <laughs> freaks. It's because I think now, like, I don't know it's the relationship with death of like it being a thing that actually happens around you versus just a thing you know about that causes you to look at it differently. Yeah. Because it was like, yeah, we're going to die, whatever. It all goes black. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, somebody who's close to you dies and you really view death for what it is. And it's like, wait, what actually actually does happen? How Mm -hmm. can, so, you go down this fun rabbit hole of how can it be nothing? But also how can it right. be something? Yeah. And logical you know, brain it, can't figure that out.
1: See the weird thing is we're we're like we're scientific guys. Like sure. we, you know, you and I both enjoy yeah. science and, and and scientifically in our minds, there can't be nothing. But also there can't be something. Right it you know it's just this is why people think everything dread about death, death they they is don't illogical don't know what
0: happens yes and it it becomes this new thing of you start thinking about every option that it could be right mm-hmm. because i mean energy cannot be created or destroyed to me our consciousness is energy because right. our body is will me and you you right it's you know? energy so what happens with that where does it go right and and so you start thinking about it well what about religion it's like well there would be evidence of it that makes some actual sense not just you know everything we think we know about religion being constantly wrong like mm-hmm. the things we're taught women were created by stealing a rib from men then why do we have the same fucking number of ribs that's that doesn't actually track like right. genuinely like there's, there's levels to that <laughs> like the, at every right. level, everything breaks down. So it's like, okay, so does it all just go blank? But then what's happening with the energy that was created? Okay. So what about reincarnation? But it's like, what, how is the energy traveling faster than the speed of light, which it would have to do? Like, right. yeah. cause like the minute, cause it's like, well, when somebody dies, like a baby's born and that's just where it goes. It's like, what happens when it's not? What happens to the energy then? What if a baby's not born and there's nowhere for you to go?
1: Man, maybe that's our—that's what they call ghosts and apparitions. Right. I they did, didn't like, think a baby in time. <laughs> but
0: then, how does that work? What happens right. then? That's even more terrifying. Like, is that the purgatory example? Then you get into like, you really try to break down religion and it's all just depressing and terrifying. Like... Mm-hmm. What do you mean your all-good God is going to send me to hell because I didn't bow at his feet? That doesn't seem all good. And this isn't me just taking shots at religion. I was a very religious person for a long time. Wonder can actually vouch for that. I remember this. Yep, I remember this. It's just... I didn't ever feel what other people claimed they felt.
1: Mm.
0: There was never this like I don't know the feeling of you could really feel God in the room it's like no I could feel a genuine happiness because like everybody's gathered here doing a thing together but like that's the same thing you feel at a concert or just in the room in the basement when you and your eight friends are hanging out it's the same energy Mm -hmm. I don't view that as some higher power I just view that as when humans have experiences together it It like the mood in the room exists. Mm -hmm. You can feel it change, and that's not a higher power thing. That is just our like innate ability to feel what exists in certain areas. When you positivity and negative negativity, (laughs) like you can feel it. And I don't view that as something else. Does that mean there can't be a higher power? No, I don't fucking know. But I, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to. I can't justify living my life in service to whichever one of them I want to pick might be real when there's so right. many options. Right. Like I think the best yep. strategy, try to be a good person and sort it out later. Right. If if the if any of these deities are real and they truly are as good as we all believe, you'll figure it out. And if they're not, well you were fucked anyways, but and if they're not real you didn't I don't know live your life in service and questioning what was happening you just lived your life in a fun way in a good
1: way Yeah, I just it's crazy to me to think that you know well so for example over Thanksgiving first thing in the morning uh, we had a code blue call And basically that means that we have a person that's not breathing and it's unresponsive in uh, EMS terms. Um, And the guy did not make it, you know? Right. And so me and a bunch of other people had to pick him up and load him in the back of the coroner's vehicle. And it didn't really phase me you know, seeing a dead person. And, and then I got to think, you know, when I, after it all, you know, we were having a conversation beforehand, waited for the coroner to get there, went in there, loaded him up, brought him out, put him back in the coroner's vehicle, and then we went back down to the fire hall, which is right across the street. Yeah. And we just sat there and talked. You know, just normal conversation, like, going about our day you know and it, and it, it kind of I got to thinking to myself I was like you know there's people out here that you know would have seen this and had been mentally affected yeah. for a long time like distraught and, and can't handle the, the scene you know and would have maybe had to seek therapy or anything like that just because they seen a dead body yeah And it's crazy to me that it was just another day. And and I haven't even been on the, you know, you would think that, you know, people like that on the fire department or EMS or anything like that, who have been there a long time, have seen a lot of stuff and they're used to it. I have not been there very long, but somehow I'm still used to the idea of death. And I thought that was like, you know, in a a way that's kind of fucked up. Like, yeah. And, and 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 what was what I'm getting at is what's weird to me is you have had a very shitty life, you know, a harder life than I have. I've had a fairly stable life, you know, but I have encountered a lot more death in my life than you have. Yeah. And and it's just it's just weird to me to cause you know death's just normal to me, you know. Right. And and. It drives me crazy to think that I've experienced enough death outside of being a first responder. Right. To just join first response and then not be affected by somebody who has just died, you know. Yeah. And and it's it's and to me, I, I just have like, I, like you know you had that you know that this that sense of like what the fuck you know, what the fuck yeah. came over my body. And and you know, my other good friend you know, he, Cody yep. is also there. And I could see that Cody was definitely not used to this. You know, I could, you know, I could tell that he was nervous. I could tell that he was uncomfortable. You know, he, he handled himself really well. I'm not saying he didn't handle himself well. Right, he did what he needed to do. You know, he, he was actually there before I was. He He was actually there when, you know, when they first got there. I came a bit later, you know. Cause I was unsure what was going on yet, you know? And, but, but he handled himself really well, but I could tell that he was extremely uncomfortable with the situation. Right. And, and, and that, that's what caused me to to sit, you know, just kind of like, I don't know, just a wave of weird, weird feeling came over my body. Like, dude, how much of a fucked up life did I have that just death is just a normal occurrence to me. You know, I get death, you know, death is a part of life. But there's so many people out here that just don't understand don't understand the the significance of death until they experience it for a multitude of times, you know. Right. Most everybody's experienced a relative or someone important to them passing. And I feel like that's until I was twenty
0: (laughs) two. Right.
1: Right. Right. And and you got the luxury of having a young family. Yeah. You know, semi young family. I was an accident. Right. And all of my family is ancient. Mm-hmm. So I've lost a lot of family members throughout my life, including unplanned deaths, you know?
0: Fun fact, I've been to more of his family's funerals than mine. hmm
1: Like, I have zero grandparents alive. I am losing my aunts, uncles. Left and right, you know. My family's old, and they're, you know, I'm going to. Exp- that's the. That's what sucks about being, you know, born when I was born, is I'm going to experience a lot more death than most people will. Yeah, you know, just by me being born later in life in people's lives than than normal than a twenty, you know, twenty year old couple, whatever. And I've had less time to prepare myself for people leaving my life, you know, Right. you know, like my, my grandfather on, on my dad's side was gone before I was even born. Right. All of my grandparents would be over a hundred years old right now. If they were still alive, my aunt Rose who passed away at 104 would be like 109 right now and that's just like a baffling thought you know yeah and so i guess you just after a while you become numb to the idea of death
0: well that and you had it's the knowledge of death existing and then having the time to really whether it's processing it or not because you know like you said with your your one friend how much of that were you truly processing at such a young age
1: right it's not really like i processed it then but more or less when i started to understand yeah what had happened and what had transpired i i had to process it i had to take that and process it through years and years and years and years of my life you know it didn't make sense to me at the time, but after a while it's like, okay, I understand this is why it happened. This is, you know, this is what happened, and I don't understand why. And then, you know, it took a really long time, you know, to get to the point where I could accept what had transpired. You know. Right. It was it was it, you know, I feel like young trauma is this is why people say trauma at a young age is a bad thing because when you're older trauma happens and you understand a lot of times you understand what what's going on when you're young you don't understand and you're confused and you don't know what's going on and so you you have that memory and it carries with you and after a while things start making a little more sense they start making a little sense and then by the time maybe when you're 15 years old you're like well now i kind of understand situation you know everything that happened new you know and and it just it's just this is this is why people don't you don't want your young kids having traumatic experiences because it will it literally changes their life right i know it changed mine yeah like it it changed my way of thinking even at a young age it changed my way of thinking yeah like you know when it came to killing things, like, well, I'm a hunter, I've, you know, it made me appreciate sacrificing an animal for food more than, you know, in in a weird way. Like, it's like, you're, you're literally taking something's life, but you know, I'm taking this life to nourish me and my family, you know, and it's it's got a different meaning to me than probably most people. Most people just think, oh, you know, I'm just shooting something, you know.
0: But to me, yeah, I'm I've never it. understood that. Like, I don't understand the people who are just like, you know, it's a thing around here. People who do just go out, you know, and just shoot things all the time, mm-hmm. not gonna just, eat them, just not to kill gonna. Things, you know? It's like I, you can't do that. You can, people do, but to me, I, I can't do that. That's not. That's not.
1: Well, and and I always kind of think of it this way, you know, me eating this animal in a weird way, I feel like they live on through, they're nourishing my body and I'm using their, you know, nutrients to live. And so in a way, I feel like you not eating an animal is, you know, disrespecting this animal you're 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 literally killing it just to kill it and and i feel like when i eat something and i that i've killed they that thing then lives on through me you know because it has become nourishment for my body so that i can live you know i don't know i just i have a i have a different way of thinking when it comes to hunting you know and i know some people share my feelings in a way and i feel like native americans have always had this feeling that's why yeah. they never wasted anything right they always used everything and and i feel i feel like it's because they felt an extreme respect for the land that they lived on and that's why i will always you know you know have a certain respect for the way of how native americans lived back in the day and even to this day in some places You know. Right. But
0: Yeah. It's it's weird. Because, I don't know, the things I've dealt with are very different than that. But it is, you have dealt with a lot more death than I have. And probably will for the foreseeable future. At least, there's also this whole thing of how my, like, my family situation's different, so Mm -hmm. you are closer with a lot of your extended family than I ever will be, right, right, like, there's an entire half of what should be my family that's, like, not even a thing, like, I don't know them, I don't talk to them, they'll pass, and it's, okay, it's another Tuesday, somebody, somebody passed, and the people on my side of the family that I am close with probably aren't, barring, like, accidents, they're not going to pass for years. Mm-hmm. Like So that's very different. Like, my grandparents are gone now. That's it, though. Like, and only one of those two was somebody that I really cared about. And I don't know if it's, you know, the fact that being it's not just adopted because I was adopted into my family still like I, I didn't join a random family mm-hmm. but like half of my adopted family they don't mean something to me on that level they'll pass and it's like that is very sad and I will feel worse for the people on that side of the family than I will mm-hmm. actually feel it'll be yeah, more empathy towards more... the people who yeah. are affected by it than it will be me having feelings on it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think there's this weird disconnect because while I have family I don't have the family life that a lot of people get to have even if you only had one parent you are probably still kind of close with that parent's family I wasn't close with anybody mm-hmm. I'm just as close with Wonders family as I am with I'm probably closer to Wonder's family than I am most of the extended family true. on my sides. Like, yeah, that's just what it is, and it's very right. weird.
1: Right. Well, and that's that's the thing about it. It's like I know if something bad happens in my family, it. I mean, I know you call. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know you've thought things have happened in the past, <laughs> and the first person that calls me is him. You know, so, like, yeah, bro, things good. are you good? What's going on, you know?
0: You're like, so, what? What? What's wrong? And I'm like, I'm like I don't know. That's, that's what I'm trying to figure on. out. <laughs> I heard things. Tell don't me freak things. freak me out, damn it. Well, I'm freaked out, <laughs> I damn old, it.
1: I have an old family. Don't I know. freak me out.
0: I know. That <laughs> he does. Old family. Pretty funny. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's... But it's also this thing of like, so I got adopted into still my family. Right. Mm -hmm. But growing up, even though the people who raised me, you know, I call them my parents. They are my parents. Mm -hmm. That doesn't stop this like never ending feeling of why did my actual parents not give a fuck? Like it all, right? Right. Like they didn't want to be around. They didn't want to be parents. And even, you know, the one who pretended he did, he didn't. Right. I guess I kind of pointed out which one it was, huh? (laughs) Whoops. Yeah, there's yeah, there's only one. You know, there's two options for parents here, and I kind of pointed the one, like. At least, you know, in the in the case of my mother, she fucked off really early. Mm-hmm. She did the whole pretend thing for a while, but she fucked off probably at a good time. When I almost died, that, that's a good... And it was her fault. That's a good time to be like, you know what, fuck this. Which yeah. I can respect. Just, like, knowing you're not gonna try. So you don't create this weird thing of, like... If you've seen the uh, fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the -hmm. scene with Will and his dad, and then Uncle Phil, of Uncle Mm -hmm. Phil, you know, you have to be there. You can't just treat him like a game that you get to put down and pick back up when you want to, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, this whole, I learned how to do everything. I learned how to shave, fight, talk to people. I learned everything without him. And you build up this, like, I didn't even need him. And then ten seconds later it's like, but why didn't he care? Right. And there, there's always this feeling of, at least for me, and maybe this isn't the same for every um, adopted person. But when you're adopted into a family that like has other kids, mm-hmm. you always feel like Separate from the group, no matter how much Mm -hmm. they try to make it so you're not, and it's it's not even anything they do that makes you feel that way. You just do, like Mm -hmm. you know, you're the odd one out for whatever reason. Right, I feel like the outcast, yeah, the black sheep, because you are. I mean, in reality, you you are, and just I I feel like that,
1: and I'm not even adopted,
0: right? (laughs) You know, because you came around twenty years later. Right,
1: well, that, and I'm the only one that makes wise decisions when it comes to not doing things that's going to fuck up your life for, your, for you know, the rest of your life.
0: Fair. You that's know? not true, you decided like to be friends with me, that's that's pretty big fuck up.
1: Not really, I mean, it's uh, been a kind of a blessing, to be honest, you know.
0: I don't know about that, don't lie to yourself, well, you're gaslighting yourself I'm, now.
1: I'm not gaslighting, honestly, <laughs> truly, like, you oh. know. You're you're wise in a different way, you know. Sure. Like I got a lot of I got a lot of smart people around me. Sure. I got a lot of dumb people around me too, but True. <laughs> but you are everybody most everybody around me has the same perspective, pretty much. We all believe the same way, we all think the same way. Sure. You know. You have offered you've got like that next level intelligence that offers a different perspective on life. You know, when, sure. you come to, when, you, when I talk to you, you, you always seem to have a different perspective on certain topics. That makes me think, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Right. You know? And, and I know that's mostly from probably the experiences that you've shared in your life. Sure. You know, not, not willingly, <laughs> obviously, but, yeah. but you've experienced them. Right. Nonetheless. And so you can offer up, you know, different advice and different perspectives sure. that I need. Like, sure. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love the shit out of my other friends. Absolutely. You know, I love the shit out of Cody. I love the shit out of my family. But the, they all tend to have the same kind of morale and same type of way of thinking. And, you know, some of them, you know, everybody's a different person. I'm not yeah. saying that they all no, sure. think the same way. But you have that next level of, you know, where everybody else kind of has the same view on things. You're like, ah, I don't see it that way. This is how I see it. And
0: then that's like. that. And our relationship allows me to well, be fully open with what I think about things with you in a way that most Uh people might not because they're, like, afraid of how that'll go. Right, right. Things will happen with people in your family and I'll just... Or, like, the person you're dating. Maybe the current one, maybe not. I'm not going to give you more clues. (laughs) Where I will just be like, yo, that's not, like, actually not cool. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like, it's from this perspective of just... I just end up watching how things work out for people a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, this is what I, you're going to do what you're going to do. Everybody always will. Mm -hmm. But I'm more willing to just be like, this is how I see. And this is why it's so fucking not okay. Mm -hmm. And from there we do whatever we have to do. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I really hate that new rule. I'm sorry. I just watching people make a fair catch at the one yard line, but getting the ball at the 25. It's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ruins the sport. I'm sorry. Back to real conversations.
1: All right. And I will say that although you know I do enjoy <laughs> your different perspectives, it doesn't mean I always agree with oh, God, your
0: perspective. No. If, I, 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 if if we, we always agree agreed, we wouldn't They're... be friends. It would get really <laughs> right. annoying. I neither of us I think just want yes when I man. disagree. Right. Yeah, Nobody yeah. I think having just yes men as your friend group that will agree with every move you make is so stupid. Right. Like right. if you're going to be my friend I want you to be able to call me on my bullshit, good, bad, mm-hmm. indifferent, like mm-hmm. just cuz I do something doesn't mean you should agree with it or like it and you should tell me mm-hmm. about it.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we disagree yeah. a lot. That's like a whole yeah. That's why this podcast exists. So we can argue think, yeah. about stupid shit. Yep. I didn't bring enough drinks, which is fun.
1: I <laughs> bring that also.
0: Yeah. At least you still have something. I finished my coffee. Yeah. That's all I, I brought I for some right reason. Now. Why can't you drink coffee? Because
1: it'll keep me awake longer than I need to be awake.
0: True. I already planned to do that anyways. Because we've... Yeah. I don't know. We're talking. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know. I'm trying to think of other fun things to bring up. I know both of us had a shared experience in school of being hated by everybody. Yours changed right. the very last year you were in school, which is fun. Yeah,
1: it really changed. You it also stopped it changed.
0: you also stopped running around on all fours biting people's ankles, which probably helped.
1: That stopped in sixth grade. <laughs>
0: 11th grade but yeah, moving on.
1: <laughs> I started running people over with a pushbag uh, after that uh, instead of biting them. Nice.
0: Yeah. He was yep. a little demon. I was. Didn't do I anything was. to me though cuz we were friends. I asked for
1: some of the judgment. I asked for some oh, of the judgment. Oh, you definitely but, asked. But for when sure. I finally did mature and was a decent person, it wasn't crazy. Everybody just thought I was still crazy. You know, it's I became he's crazy still crazy. <laughs> Well I started to go to the weight room and got tired of being the small person that people picked on. Right. You know, I was pretty skinny. And then also I started farming big time and doing a lot of gated pipe, which bulked me up and I gained a lot of muscle in a short amount of time. And then all of a sudden I got into, I started shining in sports and. And basically people who didn't like me, I start shutting them up (laughs) one way or another.
0: Yeah. I never got that lucky in sports because Mm -hmm. for where we live, it was kind of about luck. Mm -hmm. You got a shot at, you know, playing quarterback, which is like the thing that made people like shut up and stop talking about you most of the time Mm -hmm. because nobody else could. It wasn't because, you know, it truly wasn't just a, you worked harder and proved you were better in the beginning. You just got a shot because nobody else was good enough. So you might as well give this kid a shot too.
1: Right. Right. Well, I mean, they already had their idea of, they didn't expect me. Right. It's just in practice, things happened and transpired to where they were like, wait a minute, who the fuck's this? But, and, and, and even, even before that, Before I was not, I mean, I was on offense, but I was the right guard as a, I only weighed 155 pounds and was moving times my size. You know, I started there. That's when I started building like, Hey, if I can do this on the line, you know, maybe next year I could be a running back. That's, that was my goal. I wanted to be a run. I didn't want to, you know, and then, then they said, "Well, how would you feel about being quarterback?" Like, I was like, you know, I was kind of, you know, taken aback, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, because I'd never even crossed my mind. I never even thought about being quarterback. I won. And then they're like, "Well, let's let's do let's have you do some passing lane, and then we'll have, you play how how well you flow with the offense, and that's." That was it. They went, you're going to be quarterback. Right. You know. This person that's never played offense other than offensive line is senior year, gets a shot at ops- offense, and is offensive player in the state of Wyoming.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for me, I so I loved football. I was mm-hmm. never good at football. Not really. Like, I was fine. I mean, I played on the same teams as Wonder for most of my life. Like, I, I would not be the kid sitting on the bench ever. But mm-hmm. I also wasn't, like, good. The only position I ever thought I could be good at was quarterback. It's because I could throw. and But I also had, like, the brain to, like, do the stuff that mattered. But Mm -hmm. I'm a a bigger dude, so, you know, there's issues with that in the way people look at it, and so never even got the chance to do that. Whatever. Don't care. I was a good kicker, though, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that wasn't a thing that really mattered. Um, I was not good at basketball, though I loved to play basketball. I was not good at it. What Mm -hmm. I was good at were soccer and baseball. Soccer had its whole own set of issues for after I moved schools the first time. I just couldn't play anymore, and that kind of ruined soccer. Baseball, being in such a small town is what hurt me. Mm -hmm. Now, earlier years of baseball, I always played anyways because I was just that much better than most people. This isn't me just trying to toot my own horn. I just was. Mm-hmm. Um, but like moving into Legion, because around here we don't have like high school baseball. We just have the clubs right. that you have mm-hmm. to pay for. Babe Ruth Legion. Mm-hmm. Throughout all that, I never got a shot, and it didn't matter. Right. The one time yeah, I ever, the one time I ever got to play, I pitched in a game in Babe Ruth, where it was a basically just a scrimmage, but we were both. Teams treated it like a real game because it was like a bragging rights thing. Between the Babe Ruth, so like the 13 to 15-year-olds or whatever, and then the Legion kids, which were all the like high school, the older upperclassmen. Uh, My coach decided that I was going to get to pitch that game. I firmly believe the idea was to embarrass me because this is going to be on the radio. There's going to be a ton of people and, you know, I'm the one getting mad and, you know, standing next to him every game when people are making mistakes saying, if you put me in, that doesn't fucking happen. So I think it was just a trying-to-shut-me-up type move Mm -hmm. and then I threw a no-hitter against the Legion team that was the best Legion team in our state Mm
1: -hmm.
0: on the radio and never got to pitch again. Ever. It's like, that doesn't make sense it didn't matter what I did. I literally was perfect and it didn't matter.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, like, that's what happens when you make, when shitty coaches may get, you know, turn into, you know, look like jackasses. Cause so then they <sighs> take it out on you. It's
0: like, dude, it, just let me play. Fuck. And that Trust just kind of ruined sports for me. That. I know. And that just kind of ruined sports for me as much as, Sports are still one of the things I care about most in this world. I mean, shit, we're sitting here and I'm watching football while mm-hmm. we're doing this. And reading yeah, nothing like being,
1: <laughs> yeah for me. Nothing like being the number one offensive player in the state of Wyoming, arguably all class, and also extremely well on the almost got defensive player of the year also. And then you go into the Shrine Bowl and the in the Casper Star Tribune has you in the papers of, oh, you you know, the biggest threats that the uh, the South have is, you know, the, some guy from over here, this other guy, this place, a small town, you know, this these are their offensive threats. And then you show up, and I don't even get looked at for offense at all, not one little bit, not even one play, not one, and then so then you go to play the Shrine Bowl, And here I am, nose tackle on defense. The smallest person. I'm arguing I'm I'm the smallest person on my team. And I'm playing nose tackle on defense. Make that make sense. Right. So there was a lot of people in the Casper Star Tribune and from Casper Star Herald that were extremely pissed as to why arguably the number one offensive player in the state of Wyoming. Did not play offense, and the only reason that I did not get to play offense is because that year happened to be the neighboring town. The head coach from the neighboring town, and all that coach seen all year long was wonder, 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 wonder. Mm-hmm. And I get it; he's trying to he's trying to make his kids shine, so he they have a shot at. You know, college ball or whatever, because there's a lot of people at there's a lot of college people at the Shrine Bowl because that's where your best athletes in the state of Wyoming are playing against each other, and that's where people shine. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so, I get it, I understand, but it's also still horseshit, and it pissed a lot of people off. I it did it it pissed other people off more than it pissed off me because they were that was another thing. I got put at nose tackle because a certain coach didn't like what I had to say about it. And so he said, I'm going to shut you up and put me, put you up against our biggest boys. And I told him, do it. And so he says, all right, you're going to go play nose tackle. And you're going to get, you're going to, you know, and then he told me, sometimes you got to know when to quit. Hmm. Well, the first play, and, it, and I, we had some big boys on the line. I mean, like, we averaged 300-plus pounds. That's how big our line was. And all of them were over 6'2". <laughs> we were really big that year. Right. And and I dominated the line. Little did that coach know, my original position I played ever in football was nose tackle on defense. And I so I already knew moves. I already knew what I needed to do. I knew the what not to do. And so the very first play, I ripped and shucked. They put me, they they, you know, and I remember them saying, You need, you know, you need help, you need help, because we double team at the point of attack. And I already <laughs> knew that. And the the nose tackle made a mistake and said, No, nah, I can handle him, you know, because he thinks, oh, I'm small. I'm gonna have a heyday with this small kid. Boy, did I surprise him because when they called the cadence and that ball moved, I was ripped and shucked through there and absolutely smoked our tailback and, you know, knocked the wind out of him. You know, he was down for a little bit, but he eventually caught his air Mm Got Next play, I went through him again, smoked our quarterback, which then the head coach was getting pissed at me because I was hitting our quarterback. And he's like, don't hit our quarterback next play. I hit our quarterback again. They could not stop me. And after a while, the coach, the head coach said, if you do, if you hit our quarterback again, pushups or something like that. And I was like, I didn't care. I was making a statement against this other coach. You know, I was, he had genuinely pissed me off. And. After the game was over, you know, I could just see, you know, kind of that coach kind of walking off, you know, kind of kicking his feet, you know, walking around. And after everything, you know, our practice was done for that night, I threw all my shit in my bag, and I walked to the bus because there was a short ride back to the hotel that we stayed in. And yeah. I walked up there, and the coach that told me that to no one to quit was standing kind of by the door, threw my shit, slammed the door shut, and I walked up into the bus, and and the, the – Coach goes, Hey, Wonder. And I remember I stuck my head back out the door and I said, Yeah. He goes, I like the way you play football. <laughs> and I didn't say nothing. I just walked back up onto the bus and I sat there. And he never said a word to me ever again.
0: I don't know if that's not good or bad. Not fucking
1: but... word. Not one word to me. The whole rest of the.
0: Yeah. It's so dumb. The sports in small towns are really stupid. Mm -hmm. Because at least in bigger towns, the coaches are like genuinely just trying to win games and they don't give a fuck. It's like, whatever, you're better, you're better. But Mm -hmm. in small towns, that really doesn't matter because as the coach, if you go against, you know, the popular family, that means everything gets worse for you in life, which was a whole issue for my entire life especially mm-hmm. cuz the popular family had a kid in my class and we did not get along <laughs> not no at all. you did <laughs> well that's cuz he was the bully but i yeah. it fucked with me a lot nobody ever really knew that though cuz mm-hmm. i i wasn't the one to let it show that it fucked with me i just sat there didn't care mm-hmm. mostly you know, until that one time I did care, which that was almost a really big problem. You know, until that almost one time, the
1: time you threw a desk at him. Yeah. No, that
0: no, that was a different, kid. That was oh, different. Well, well, that, well. that was the really annoying one, not the not the Oh yeah. Not, oh, yeah, not, not the right. popular one that I almost I murdered. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Can't Cause it that. was your cousin who had to stop me from killing him. Yeah. Yeah because only somebody in your family would be able to stop me. I'm pretty sure. (laughs)
1: That's true. My cousin wasn't a very big, he's built kind of like me and he's also just as scrappy. Yep. He's one person. He's one of those people that's like, you know, if you don't know him, he doesn't look like much. Right. But I know him and I would not want to tussle with him. I want him on my, I would rather have him on my side than, you know, have him against me.
0: Right. For sure. Um, yeah that was school sucked at least when I went to the same school as you,
1: yeah, and I it makes me feel bad that you know I couldn't do much about it because we weren't in the same
0: class, class. right,
1: so you I, f- know, usually I always felt by the, the same way because
0: you had to deal with shit and it's like i I'd love to be the one there to like mm-hmm. you know you hear you seven know, Nation Army up. as we walk through the school right right
1: stand up to you know even people i didn't like that i knew was getting bullied i would stand up for. Them right because for sure just, you know don't be a you know don't pick on people that can't fight back right that drove me nuts if it, it's one thing if you got two people that are bickering with each other and they're both bull- but they're the same you know they're they're they, you know they can duke it out amongst each other i didn't right give a shit about that you right. know but a lot of times it was people picking on other people because they thought that they were, they could, you know, they couldn't fight back. See, and that's and stupid. That's my thing was always, thing.
0: it's not that I can't fight back. It's that I shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because me snapping yeah. is a problem. It's yeah, happened it, it, a few it, times. And I know it's happened to you where it's just like the world disappears. Mm-hmm. You're just Mm -hmm. so in that moment in such a negative way. Like, I will just sit here and take it. Because if I do Mm -hmm. anything else, it's a problem.
1: Yeah. 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 You probably remember when I had money stolen from me, and then Mm -hmm. I got back to you, and I had this kid by the throat and (laughs) had him up off the ground. Yep. Wasn't a very big kid, but he stole money from me, and then said some shit to me and it it's one of those moments where I was going to kill this kid. It's lucky his cousin was there to stop me because <laughs> I would not end it well for this kid. Right. But I got my money back. W. Yeah. I I told him, you have a, this amount of time to give it back to me or, you know, it's not going to end well for you basically. I don't like people stealing. Right. anybody.
0: For sure. Um, but yeah. So when I went to the other school, it didn't really have the same bullshit of mm-hmm. like, at least from what I could tell, nobody cared who you were. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, there were always the kids who got bullied, but it wasn't like a you're getting bullied because you're not... You don't have the last name of Smith I just went with the most popular Last name in the world Mm -hmm. Don't read too far into that I don't know if we went to not important (laughs) But Like you don't Have the correct last name so you get Bullied or you have Mm -hmm. The last name of Somebody didn't like a member of your Family so now we can't like Mm -hmm. you Which is a thing that I've dealt with a lot The reason I can't have a regular job Here Mm -hmm. because my family was really shitty to a lot of people. And for whatever reason, nobody can understand that I'm not my father, my uncle, my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And that really sucks. I always try to give
1: people the benefit of doubt, you know? Right. You know, I, I, I'm friends with people who have had, obviously, that have <laughs> right. shitty families, but I knew that they weren't the, you know, they were, they didn't follow in the footsteps of their family. So, right, you know, I'm a strong believer in, you know, I got family, you know, that ain't blood and I got blood that ain't family. That's, I'm a strong believer in that, you know?
0: So I saw this thing. So, you know, the blood is thicker than water saying, Oh yeah. Did you know that's yeah. not the actual saying?
1: really
0: yeah it the actual saying is the blood of the coven is thicker than the water of the womb meaning mm-hmm. the family you choose is better than the family you're born into that's mm-hmm. the actual so uh, I gotta see if I can find the reddit post sorry because there's a bunch of, like, misunderstood sayings. Yeah, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Um.
1: Give me is... a second, I gotta plug this thing.
0: No, you're good. I'm gonna just continue to look for this Reddit post. Um. Because. Fun. Bro's Whoa. wearing red shorts. Warm in here. Um. It was this whole thread yeah so terribly misquoted quotes that people use wrong the blood is thicker than water one then uh, jack of all trades master of none that's not how that ends mm-hmm. it continues with but oftentimes is better than a master of one because Mm -hmm. being a hyper specialist is not better than just being good at everything Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or curiosity killed. The cat doesn't end there. Curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. Mm -hmm. It's basically every one of these quotes that are like shortened like that. The longer version, if you just lived by that would lead to like generally being more happy and more creative and Mm -hmm. more curious and, it's like they reduced them down to make you live in a box which is like entirely what the world has become I mean it's the look at just going to school they don't teach you the things you need to know they teach you how to be like a good worker and never question anything which is why I didn't do great in an organized school because I question fucking everything like no this is fucking stupid what are we doing? the world's become tunnel vision 100% um, But yeah The other school was better for me I did better I got better And then I decided to switch back And that's entirely my own dumbass fault Because I thought the school you were at Was the better school for trying to get into colleges And switching mm-hmm. back to that school Is why you're, I didn't go to college
1: you extremely wrong with that
0: <laughs> yeah, I was switching back To try to get into a better college Switching mm-hmm. back is the reason I didn't go to college Mm -hmm. like actually yep. if I would have stayed Mm -hmm. at the other school I would have graduated early and probably been in college at the age of 16 instead of waiting Mm -hmm. until I was 18 or 19 like actually yep. which is just the fucking worst that is the one thing I have ever looked back on like man that was a bad decision like I really made a mistake there there are a lot of things that it's like yeah whatever that probably wasn't the greatest idea but Eh, it was fine. That one really sucks. <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is, you know? Um, yeah. Trying to think of other fun things we've dealt with in our bullshittery lives. Oh, let's go. Oppenheimer's re-releasing in theaters. Oh. We're going to have to take your parents to the theater. Yeah. It's such a good movie. It's so good. Maybe I care because it's like super sciency, and I like. But it's also not super sci. It's. I just like Oppenheimer.
1: <laughs> I took my dad to the theaters not too long. I I really with me. No, you gotta. You know?
0: Maybe move your mic. You're cutting out a little bit. I don't know it's like it's too far. It. Like it's. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but. But even when you were leaned up, it was kind of doing that. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I don't know what maybe discord
0: sound suppression is just a little higher today. I don't know. I don't know.
1: But, um, yeah, I mean, I took my dad like a year ago. Yeah. The movies. And then, you know, I I keep wanting to take my, you know, yeah. um, just right now. It's probably not going to happen, but sadly,
0: January 5th is when it re-releases. So
1: oh, I might be able to do that. We'll yeah. see.
0: I also got to steal money from you at some point, but that's not important. Don't worry, I won't oh, yeah. steal it from your wallet. I'll tell you about it, and then you'll hand it to me. But... Yeah, well, <laughs> just let
1: me know You know, know let me know th- Thursday th- when we go to play darts, and yeah. I can just pull it the ATM.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's been the thing is when I remember is a time where it doesn't matter. I could tell you about it now, but we'll both forget mm-hmm. by the next time it matters and we'll yeah, see probably. each other. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's wild. Um, Trying to think. So, that's been a thing for me lately. I don't know. How often do you have a mental break? Like, you just fucking lose it. Have a, you know, a night, a day, a week, where you just, like, can't do anything. Everything's too much. You're just truly depressed and crying and um it's all bad? How often do you not, get that bad?
1: Not as often now because I'm in a relationship with a good person that, you know, makes me feel good about myself. Some, you know, for the most part and there was the I had a lot of them when I was single after what about previous relationship.
0: During your previous relationship. Maybe that's going too far and if you don't want to answer it, you do not have to. Because that was a very public thing on the internet, that relationship. Right. So, I also get um, not wanting to be too
1: there. there I would know. say that everything was cool all the way up until there was you know, an accident that took True. my former relationships, basic parents away.
0: That's when a lot of things there started to change.
1: And from, and from there, it kind of just spiraled down the toilet. Really? Yeah. Because that's a lot of, you know, everybody copes differently. Yeah. And, you know, alcohol started being evolved and. Yeah. There, you know, when you're, you're, when you're trying to make a relationship, And the other person just is extremely depressed and, you know, they tend to take it out on other people. Then that makes retaliation of things. Yeah. It was just all a spiral. It's just a very unfortunate chain of events. And And then, you know... Being close by helped out, but then when we had distance between each other, yeah, um, it was neither one of us could get what we really needed, right? If you know what I mean, and there was a lot of issues, and it was causing a lot of stress on both of us, and and so.
0: That was one of the things I, I mean, remember us talking about was the whole distance thing. hmm Before all of this, like when it fir- when the distance first became a thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause yeah. it was Because we had talked about how it was probably going to be both a good and a bad thing, but... Yeah. Eventually it would be, no matter what, it's a good thing, even if it ends in a bad way. Right. Because you have to yeah. just... There are things, so it's this, there are layers to relationships. There are things you learn from being apart from them, and there mm-hmm. are things you learn from being close to them and living with them, and mm-hmm. you need all of those experiences before you can... That's why when I see right. people who are like, we've been dating for a year and we're getting married, it's like, that's a horrible idea. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like,
1: <laughs> But I will say that I'm... You know, in a way, glad it happened. Although there Absolutely. was a year and a there was a year and a half where it was, you yeah. know, horrible to me because I just, you know, as a man, felt like I wasn't a man. You know, I just I felt like I wasn't good enough. I I didn't deserve anybody. You know, yeah. and so I, you know, when it comes to mental breakdown, that. I was having them almost every other day. Like, you you know, I, I hardly left my house for a year and a half.
0: I know that the way you got out of the house was me dragging mm -hmm. you to do shit.
1: Yep. That was the only time I ever left the house. Even, even Cody would try to do it. And sometimes I, nah, See, I'm just more
0: pushy than Cody. You tell him, nah, he kind of just goes, oh, okay. You tell me, nah, it's like, no motherfucker, get the fuck up. We're going. I don't care. Well, right. And, and and he
1: was more like, oh, let's, you know, let's just go find something to do kind of thing. I had a plan. And you were you were more like, you know, there's a purpose. Yeah, I have
0: this thing. I'm doing it. You're coming with and, me. Deal. Right. You're, you're right. like fucking yep. fine.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Or and So there was I was in a really bad headspace for a long time. And so yep. but now in the situation that I'm in now. I'm kind of glad that it happened the way it did because she seems like she's in, uh, she's happy, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm happy because I've met the person that I have. Sure. And this person is, uh, you know, more relatable to me and has more connections and we just get along better, you know? Like, I got along in my last relationship for the most part.
0: Now, I can't speak work, to any you of know? that because I've hung out with you and Aspen one time.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. She is definitely completely different than the last 100%. one. 100%.
0: Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. She,
1: the, the one I have now is kind of an old soul man. Yeah. Like she she should have been in the, born in like the early 1920s. You know, she likes to yeah. homemade stuff. She's a cooker. She she is a strong believer that, you know, she herself wants to be a woman of the house. You know, she wants to stay home. Sure. Cook. She wants to clean. She wants to be that type of woman. You know, that's her. And, you know, and she what likes to hunt happening? and fish. And I don't know. My
0: eyelid is twitching.
1: Oh, I've done that before.
0: What in the fuck? Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I just don't know your new girlfriend enough. And you know me, I'm an awkward little right. motherfucker. So Right. Well you'll get to know her for right. sure. But... And that was the difference, your previous girlfriend, like I knew before you did. I went to school mm-hmm. with her, whatever. So like it was a lot easier to like oh, you're hanging out with her, you know can I tag along? You guys want to go do this. Whereas your new girlfriend's like, I don't know her well enough to like, I don't want to intrude on things. I'm going to stay over here. Well, she's
1: she's definitely a lot different in the, in the technological aspect.
0: That's also true.
1: We can't, we're not not bringing her
0: on the podcast.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't understand that the, there's certain things you can and can't say on the internet. You know, she's grown up in,
0: you yeah. know. Hey, don't worry. We don't understand that half the time either. Have you sometimes? Oh, yeah. God, did know, you hear but... the joke I made to open this episode? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: But also, she's
1: just not interested <laughs> right, in certain for things. Sure. As far as, like I gave her her face, her first like dabble of video game ever. Right. That's wild. And, what and that was, was the first video
0: game? You're a piece of shit for that
1: what i i told her you know minecraft or something and she's like
0: when when she's never seen a game before you gotta go with like a real classic that matters you gotta find something good and classic and something that'll really rope you in
1: but the the issue was is i was playing the game and then she said i play oh can i try and i was like well yeah you can try so i you know i had her sit on my lap and you know Sure. Literally, never hold, held a. How do I hold this and just, thing? <laughs> and you know, she got she played a couple rounds or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, this kind is of kind fun. of fun," you yeah. know. But she's also she's like, like it's hard for her because the it's overwhelming. Her. Yeah, like to, for sure. to us, it's just instinctual, and the lights don't bother her, bother us. But her, the lights and everything happening. And headsets are, you know, pretty good. And, oh, yeah. And also, you know, hand-eye coordination and all that going all at once.
0: God, your mic is you pissing know. me off today. It does not I'm want to let you talk. Right
1: next to it. I know.
0: I don't know. I'm very confused at I... that. Weird. Huh. I don't know.
1: I, I think it's something to do with Discord. Maybe it has an update or.
0: I don't know. It's goofy. But, but now I'm at the point where I'm having a am fu- I'm, it's been like for well over a year. I just have a breakdown about once a week. It's a good time. Yeah. Just middle of the night, randomly one night. That's why I, uh, I'm not going to tell anybody what it is, but that's why I started a private Twitter so I can just post depressing shit when I want to. 90% of the world won't see it, have no clue it exists. And mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. The few that do Mm -hmm. are the ones who, I don't know, seeing it, A, won't bother them, and B, like, I mean, I made it clear to anybody who found out about it, like, this is not going to be a good place. Like, this is is the place I go to be fucking depressed. Mm -hmm. Right. So I basically don't log into it unless I'm going through it, which happens Mm -hmm. often for so many reasons. Yeah. You know me and my general feeling of everything that has ever happened to humanity mm-hmm. ever is my fault. Yeah. And it is my job to fix it. I am mm-hmm. I got this cool trait from my grandmother where I have basically every person that lacks empathy, their empathy went to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, everything is just my fault. It was very tough. I was talking about cuz you know my father garbage Mm -hmm. garbage person and he has no empathy he it feels like he has no morals for so many reasons some i won't get into um but like there's this level of he's willing to ask anyone for money at any time without doing anything for them and whatever he's Mm -hmm. and then there's me where part of my job as a streamer is to like shill out my merch and to shill out you know Hey, if you have a sub, sub. And if you want to donate, do these things. And I, like, can't. Even when we're doing a charity stream, I, like, cannot bring myself to ask for money. And anytime anything happens to anybody, I'm the one apologizing like it was my fault. And it's not mm-hmm. the I'm so sorry that happened. It's like, I'm so sorry I did that to you. And it's like, I didn't mm-hmm. cause this. Mm-hmm. But my brain can't figure that out, which is fun. <laughs> so that's always fun. And then people see the way I yell at wonder and think I'm a horrible person anyways.
1: It's okay, I yell
0: back. Yeah, that's the point. We're each other's punching bag and it's okay. We both get it. And if it ever goes too far, we both also can go, like, hey, fucking enough. And we both get fair.
1: Most times when it gets to that point, we just get quiet. Yep. For a little (laughs) while. And then it's like that then it's like nothing happened. Yep.
0: What the fuck is wrong? Usually with like you? a
1: five it's like a 5 minute period where it gets all quiet and then it's like it's anyway my, so it's, anyway have you heard about this you yeah, know It's
0: my favorite thing on stream we'll be screaming and then yo you still coming over tomorrow so we can go get dinner and Chad's yeah. just like what the fuck just happened and It's like well yeah. I don't know he was being a piece of shit and then we had to talk about dinner uh, it's a very
1: abusive relationship
0: <laughs> on both sides
1: Yeah <laughs> Yep
0: but I don't know, that's the thing. There's not many things either of us can say that'll actually, like, really matter. Unless I'm having a bad day, then anything anyone says really matters. Also, did you see what team is winning the game that we all knew how it would go?
1: Yeah. I'm loving this. Tyreek
0: got hurt.
1: I'm not loving that. No. I want... Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know how bad, I just know. It happened. Oh no! But yeah, well,
1: I just seen it just popped up. Tyree kill something with. Apparently he's back in. He must be back in.
0: Nice. So, I think stop pop back up. Part of my reasons for my breakdowns is I do way too fucking much all the time. <laughs> you know me. I yeah just work. That's what I do. So, if Mm -hmm. I finally take a long enough break where my brain functions, it just, like, explodes and it's a problem.
1: Right. But it's also,
0: I, part of it's impatience, and I know that, Mm -hmm. and, but, I don't know, I don't feel like I'm doing good enough, I don't feel like the things I'm doing are growing fast enough, I don't feel like the content's good enough, I, like, there's a level i'm trying to reach and i'm just not getting there Mm. and i can't figure out what the blockage is yeah and then we post videos like the steak one and then it's like why didn't that get views probably because it hurts my ears to listen to jackass (laughs) yeah that was a tough video can't no ifs ands buts or coconuts about that one i'm so excited for tomorrow's video I I if that one flops, it'll be a tough day for me. I like I love the thumbnail I got going. We got a good title. Like this one should cook. Hopefully, the one I had to take pictures for. Yes. Oh, good. I'm also excited for you to finally see the thumbnail for that one. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a classic. Uh, <laughs> it's so good, dude. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, there's this whole, um, so there's all of those pieces. Yeah. There was, I don't know, the other night, a bunch of people got pissed off at me because they were just, like, getting angry about some shit. So, I I, I voiced my opinion, and suddenly I was the piece of shit. It's like, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. That... And I don't know, I'm getting to the point where I just constantly feel alone, which is fun. hmm I know you know how that feels. Yeah. You just, yeah, I don't know, I do. you somehow have the ability to find a relationship. I do not. Yeah. Which is fun. Know.
1: I've had more experience, I guess.
0: My, my standards no, a, or... are also very weird. And I don't mean, like, the way people look. I really could give a fuck less. But if you bore me, it's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that's a really tough thing to find, is somebody that's not boring.
1: Right. Well, especially when you're trying to get to know somebody.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. And this whole thing of how, where we exist, if you want to try to meet somebody in real life, what do you go? You go to a bar. Well, I don't drink, yeah. and if I meet somebody at a bar, what does that mean? That means they drink. So, what, I, I have to go to the bar with them all the time? That's not yeah. that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. they're going to be at the bar all the time? Also not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty fucking lame. Right. I don't know. When you finally, you know, match with the person on the dating site, and they're like, let's go get drunk, it's like, unmatch cool bye that's yeah. all i needed to know yeah there is so much more to this precious existence than a shitty drug that just makes you depressed mm-hmm. like can right we, can we just go smoke instead like let's just go smoke weed and look at the stars that's a cooler night right less likely to end in one of us bawling our eyes out because everything sucks <laughs> yeah yeah so that's fun yeah I don't know. I don't know. The world sucks, everything's bad, but that's the point. We're here to talk about it now. yeah, I think I don't know. I highly doubt anybody except Jedi made it this far into the episodes. not Jedi and Brando. Brando yeah. will probably make it to here. I don't know. Did I show you the the Spotify Wrapped for this? Mm, you might have. Or did I talk about it? So I know you talked about it. Did I it. post it somewhere? I don't. I don't know what's going on. Honestly, no. let's explore our Wrapped. Let's make sure this is muted. I don't remember if I posted about it or not I should go check Twitter and see if I did The scuffed ass cast. We're doing a cast. Got a poo in wonders Cast
1: uh, I finally figured out why I keep cutting out Oh yeah My internet's struggling
0: Oh well, That's VundaVa. Wunder- yeah Hmm weird no I don't think I posted anything about it so that's cool my internet's also having a moment so that's also fun I wonder I if I know we're
1: supposed to be getting weather rolling I was then, gonna so... say
0: I wonder if it's just our company having a moment yeah which is fun so this year uh your birthday episode was the most listened to episode this year The one where wonder gets older Oh It was apparently at least on Spotify Um It was streamed 143% more Than your average episode So that's fun Apparently Uh,
1: people like when I age
0: Yeah let's hear it for the new fans Apparently we got new fans 75% of our average listeners Discovered the show in 2023 Hmm So growth I guess It's weird. I don't actually know. Like, I don't know what the numbers are for this podcast. I don't know how many people listen to it. Right. I, like, see the YouTube numbers, but I also know we get more listens on Spotify anyways. But Mm -hmm. I don't... Yeah. I don't look anywhere else. Like, I don't actually look at the numbers on Spotify and Apple and... Fuck, we're on Amazon Music. We're on iHeartRadio now. We're we're in lots of places. Huh. Apparently our listeners have good taste. That's good. Um That's so weird. Why are you telling me that our our listeners mostly listen to rock, pop and rap? Shocker. That's what most of the world listens to. <laughs> like, who our listeners told their friends about us. Um, our podcast was shared all over, mostly through people just sharing direct links, but also on Instagram and Facebook, which, like, who is sharing the show on Facebook? Apparently it was Jedi. Right. As far as Probably. we know, it was Jedi. Um, our most shared episode, though, was the one where Matthias was on, which you weren't here for. Hmm. Hey, we were rated five. We got a five out of five rating on Spotify, though, so that's that's good.
1: We're doing something right anyway.
0: I guess. If you listen, you'll love it. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went up 195% in total streams and 50% in follows. I forgot you could follow things on Spotify, so that's fun. Oh. um. We are a top 10 podcast, so one of the 10 podcasts people listen to most for 13 people, which is kind of cool. We're also a top 5 podcast for 7 people. So there are certain people who just actually listen to, like, every fucking episode, which is ridiculous. Why are you doing that? It's not that good of a show. We're also the number 1 podcast for 3 people. One well, of those is definitely Brando, for sure. Because I know he watches on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see if there's anything else cool. But yeah. Why are we zooming out? I don't like to zoom out. I like to zoom in, because if we zoom out, I can't see. <laughs> I'm blind, Wonder, I'm blind. <laughs> I'm getting there. Good. Because you'll stop making fun of me for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we created 3,000 minutes of content. Which does not wow. feel right. But hey. That's just a theory. A game theory. Um. Yeah. But. Trying to think trying to think if there's anything else I've been wanting to yell about for my life. Anything else yeah, really you want to talk about? Did you? Much, yeah. Are we fully chested? Yeah. Mhm. I don't know. The the constant feeling of never being enough is the worst. That's Oh,
1: yeah, I get that.
0: That's my that's my yeah. biggest thing with streams, I feel like just with content in general, I feel like I'm never doing enough or doing it good enough. Mm. That's the reason there's no growth.
1: Yeah. Or it's just like that I'm not actually of, entertaining. I feel like a lot of people have that, you know, can relate to that. For sure. More particularly men. Not saying women don't feel it, but, you know, men are always the you know providers and stuff like that and feel like we have to be the ones that provide or were useless right oh so i guess that's just a man you know maybe mostly a man thing but
0: mine's just being disappointed myself i think yeah. all the time yeah because i just I, can't, I can't get i don't know the one thing in this world i want i just can't seem to get it
1: yeah wow and i don't know i hate i hate failure yeah. Like, I, you know, I just feel like I'm failing, you know, especially if I don't, you know, like I originally planned on being at the power plant. Yeah. And the fact that I didn't end up there, just makes me feel like a failure, you know, like maybe I didn't try hard enough. Right. You know, if I'd have done something a little different, maybe. Right. But. It just is what it is. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, and that's how i felt about everything in my life. hmm yeah. Like the, the I don't know, not getting into sports, fail. Not going mm-hmm. to college and doing something in physics, fail. It's like I'm at the last thing I got, and it just feels, it feels like it's constantly slipping away and I can't catch a hold of it. hmm Which is just the worst. And no, as much as, it's this weird thing I I, I don't have it feels like I don't have the correct demeanor to do what I'm trying to do I'm Mm -hmm. not willing to like beg for money I'm not willing to I don't know I don't shit talk my friends when they're like doing something good and getting like you know you have a stream tomorrow where like a thousand people are there and it's the greatest stream ever I don't do the, you know, well, why the fuck are you so lucky? Why doesn't that happen to me? I go, damn, that's awesome. I'm I'm happy.
1: Right. You, gotta, you like, got a sense I, of pride about you.
0: But it's like I, I care. Like, it's cool to me mm-hmm. that when my friends are successful. And I don't know. I don't feel like I have the, I'm not. Selfish enough to do what I do, mm-hmm. which is yeah. interesting.
1: But I feel like it'll you'll feel more successful if you do it right. You know, for sure the way it should be done. You know, more honor about right.
0: it. There's no honor among thieves. Wonder. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ.
0: Uh, true. Oh, so I'm I'm gonna throw this in at the end because D and D is fun. How's mm-hmm. uh? the game that you played last night
1: we discovered what Zill Zill yeah you'll have to look them up I gotta there. figure
0: out your. I gotta figure out if I'm coming back and playing that game
1: yeah well we're only 5th level so <laughs> slowly but surely we're
0: gaining That's levels part so. of my issue
1: I I feel like if you
0: wait long enough until we're close enough... I don't know if you'll get to that level. Character. That's the thing. I don't want... I don't want Aramel fucked with at all.
1: Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought.
0: <laughs> like, I just... And it doesn't make sense to fuck with him, though. Like, what? He uh, aged and got more experience and is now worse at everything?
1: Right, yeah they so, will probably try to come up with some way and You died or something like that Yeah that's and now dumb you're in and I don't want to do that
0: No cause the whole point of The whole point of all of Aramel's character progression are the Fucking scars mm-hmm. Like so if Now you're in this body it's like what the fuck No Cause that loses everything that was Important mm-hmm. Ugh, It's ridiculous D&D man I don't know, but I mean, he's been
1: giving us pretty good experience points, so That's good. And so, uh, hopefully <laughs> we'll be a decently high level by the time we come back, so you know, he's close. We'll just reintroduce him.
0: Right. That's kind of
1: take much, because is always out there.
0: Right, he can just show up, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Where have you guys been? Why did nobody call me? <laughs> <laughs> right. That would be, too your character yeah. sitting there who the fuck is this guy yeah, go, who much. the fuck are you sit down <laughs> uh, too bad I can't play him like I played him in Caldori. Mm-hmm. just fucking unbeatable yeah that one I still didn't close out the way I wanted to but that's on me literally anything that didn't go the way I wanted it to uh, is my fault. So that's fun. Um, that is weird. Almost exactly a year apart. The Vikings had arguably the best NFL game in history and the worst game in NFL history. Vikings, baby. Because basically, exactly a year ago was the thirty-three point comeback against the Colts, mm-hmm. and then a year later it's the three point win against. The three-total-point win against the Raiders? I mean... Best game and worst game in history. Oh, dude. So good. It's a championship defense. It's why I... Dude, my soul hurts. Because I talked so much shit about Cuzzo in life, and all I can think about now is if we had Cuzzo, we're the best team in football, and it's not close. Mm -hmm. We would be the Super Bowl favorite. Oh, what? You think the 49ers, you know, that team that we already bullied once, they're going to be the ones that beat us? No. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't. Oh, well, the Cowboys. You mean that team that gave us our worst loss last year? The team that our my team definitely wants to murder? There's mm-hmm. a point to prove there? I'm yeah. never betting against the team with the point to prove. I'm just not. <laughs> Unless they don't have their quarterback. That's why I can't with Minnesota right now. I'm just sitting there like, can we call Brady? I don't know. Who who else is out there? Who can we call?
1: (laughs) Ghostbusters at this point.
0: Dude, it feels like it with how we're getting constantly injured. (laughs) But, I don't know. Two and a half hours is probably good. Yeah, sounds. So, if you're one of the one people who made it to the end of the show, uh, thanks for watching. Um, don't know what we're gonna do for next week. I don't. I don't know. We'll probably go back to a regular episode, like this one never happened. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Yep. And I'm okay. sure in another two months, when one of us is extra Depresso again, dude, it's the thing. Something about winter time. It gets so much worse.
1: It's always dark.
0: See, but that's not the thing. I like the dark. I think it's just the pure cold. cold. I think it's the <laughs> freezing cold. Because you know me, my favorite type of day is the like 65 degrees, overcast, like mm-hmm. constant drizzle, not a downpour, mm-hmm. but it's just like wet all yeah. time. Ayo. Um, that's my favorite time in life, when it's just constantly wet. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's how we're ending this one so thanks for watching we will catch you in the next one peace